welcome to the WFS Feeding Success Podcast. At Wallenstein Feeds, our goal is to bring useful, relevant information to our customers to help them make the best possible decisions on their farm. I'm your host, Wendell Shum, and our guest today is Mike Menzies with Farm Credit Canada. Michael, welcome. Thank you. So, you are our guinea pig for what we're hoping is useful and valuable information for our customers and for, for farmers. We are recording this while we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So what would be for you as part of the emergency measures um, and the lockdown, what's the biggest adjustment for you? Well, for sure, it's a change of pace of working from home. I think like most people, I know there's some, we were designated an essential business. I know our leadership team decided, you know, for the safety of our employees and for actually the clients that we work with, working from home would be the best option. So it's just holding off of being able to really get in front of customers face to face. And for myself personally, I've got uh, two young girls at home here and my wife as well. And we're all trying to figure out how to uh, coexist and work at the same time. Right. And that's been an adjustment for us having a lot of staff at home too. And meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of farmers out there going uh we always work at home <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah, they probably business as usual yeah they don't probably see as much of a disruption now certainly the COVID situation has a big impact on farmers even if they aren't sort of locked down more than they usually are and you know there's been some immediate impacts on on agriculture and we expect that there will be some longer term impacts one of the things that everybody is thinking about is you know what does this look like when this is over and are we entering into a recessionary period what would you tell people or are there general guidelines that you advise people sort of when they are looking at a period of recession yeah we do have some from our standpoint things that we look at that i guess would uh work well from a farmer aspect to take a look at as well too Really, it's tough to say on the ag side what the impact will be when going into a recession. I would say our biggest thing is that they should be looking at their operation and making sure cash is always the biggest issue, obviously, on a farm operation. So do they have the ability to weather a storm if there's a downturn? Is there steps they can take now to conserve some of their cash flow, um, whether it's looking at maybe lowering their payments a little or doing some deferrals up front just to make sure hopefully they don't need it but that their cash flow is running as efficient as they can and that they've got reserves there should things take a downturn right not so much the impact on equity maybe as as much on operating cash yeah i mean equity is only a concern i guess if you're looking to liquidate you do need it to borrow obviously equity kind of translates to the farm values security for lending things like that most cases, I'd say that's not really an issue here in Ontario. When you look at people's equity situation, even if it were to take a bit of a impact, I would say the biggest thing is making sure that the cash flow is there so that you can see it through. Right. And we certainly appreciate that as well, so that farmers have money to pay the bills when they come in. Absolutely. And do you think agriculture is in a different situation than the rest of the economy when it comes to recessions? Are we in agriculture somewhat recession-proof? Um, that's always a good question. I don't know if we're recession proof. I maybe would say we're a bit better equipped to weather the storm. Uh, it's a basic need, obviously. People have to continue to b- mm-hmm. buy groceries. Maybe some of those niche products are a little more exposed. People are maybe looking for cheaper options heading into recession. So there's some impacts that way. 
as a whole, I would say when you look at agriculture, when there's a recession, it seems like it does do a bit better because the demand's still there. So it kind of stays of a more status quo flowing through. I would say the outliers of some of those niche products that are typically you can charge a bit of a premium for might be the ones that get impacted um, from that aspect when people are looking for cheaper options if they're trying to save save some money because they themselves are being impacted by a recession. Right, for sure. The government is certainly doing what they can to try and help lots of sectors of society. And there's been some things announced that FCC specifically has available for farmers sort of as we go through covid can you just talk about maybe the programs first that are designed to help farmers in the short term and then some of the the other things that, that you've got available right now? For sure. And, and to the point about the programs we have available, it also, when talking about the recession, whether we're recession-proof, I think this situation has shown that we're not immune to impacts on the food supply system. Right. The processing side is where the you know there is an issue from a if they can't operate because there's a pandemic and have to shut down, then clearly there is a bottleneck situation as well. And on the commercial side, balancing out the demand in the grocery stores versus then the the fallout on the commercial side that's no longer there for, for the supply chain. Right. It's been a real eye-opener. Uh, yeah. So with that and knowing that there are some cash flow impacts, Farm Credit has made a few different programs available. So what we have available right now are kind of three main initiatives. One is a payment deferral program. So whether you need to go interest only for up to a year at a time, we can do full payment deferrals for up to six months at a time. And really the the real thing behind that is to try and conserve cash flow at this point in time for producers. So no one wants to see their mortgages pushed out a little, but if you push it out a little now and cash flow resumes back to normal, you can hopefully make that up down the road as well too, so that you haven't lost too much ground. So specifically on the deferral programs, what is what are the details around that? Yeah, so someone who's making, typically you're making a principal and interest payment on your loans. At this point in time, we can switch that to be interest only, which takes the principal piece out of that. That can be done up to 12 months, uh, no impact, no fees associated to putting that in place. And it's really meant just to yeah, lessen your payments and try and make sure your cash flow is working well. If it's an extreme situation, you really think over the next six months you're going to be impacted quite a bit, then you can do a full payment deferral, which means principal and interest get uh, get completely deferred. Now it does get capitalized into the loan at the end, so it extends out your amortization. So if you're doing six months of deferrals now, it will be six months longer on the end of the loan. But again, if things cash flow is going well, you can always look to make some small increments additional payments down the road to catch up on that so you're not being truly impacted as much as what you would be with principal and interest being rolled back into your loan. Okay, um, and these mortgages and loans would have a debt to equity covenant in them, I assume, and what if the deferral would, would happen to take someone offside on on their covenants? Yeah, so our biggest thing isn't so much the debt to equity, it is the loan security ratio that we're looking at as well too. And really under this program, and as per the government's initiative, that's not being completely as stringent as force is what I should say on okay. that. So if we're over some of the ratios that we normally look for, we'll be okay with that. If it takes us past the amortization that would typically be in place on a loan, um, it's not something we're gonna be pushing or, or monitoring closely and we're okay for the short term to to push some of those limits to make sure we're getting the relief to the farmers and their cash flow. Okay, and, and one of the questions that, that I've heard from farmers, I'm sure you've heard this a number of times as well, is what's the impact then on someone's credit rating or, or what is that going to be something that just sort of gets kicked down the road until renewal time? So in this specific uh, package of programs that we do have, 
the deferral has no impact on the credit rating at this point. So even if you come up with have a loan coming up loan coming up for renewal during the yeah period that you're on interest only, on our end it would be renewed and priced out as we normally would on, during the standard course of business. If after the initial deferral program, so say after you went interest only for 12 months, you needed some additional deferrals, then we would have to look at the situation and see if there's an impact at that point in time. But during this period, yeah, there's no impact on anyone's uh, pricing with FCC. Okay, and that's something that's been written in specifically by the government to make this uh, like a recovery program. This is an assistance program. Yeah, and I'm... I have to be honest, I don't know, I assume it did come from the, yeah, from the federal government down. Uh, it is something that just the FCC as a whole just looked at and said, this is um, what we want to roll out as well too, and what makes sense. So I can't say for certain if it came from the <laughs> federal government or not, that specific mandate, I have a feeling it did, but that is, uh, yeah, just something that is in place with farm credit. So if I look at who's your boss and who's his boss and who's their boss, like essentially the prime minister eventually is your boss, isn't he? Yeah, so we do. Yeah, exactly. We report to the uh, ag minister, and he reports to the prime minister. So everyone's got a boss, and ours is right up the line. All right. Okay. So that's you've talked a little about the mortgage deferral program, and then with the the seasonality of farmers, or specific to the cash flow situation that some people might be struggling with right now, what have you got available for that? Yeah. So we have two other. Um, initiatives available one is called a uh, well our line of credit is something that we typically have available this is a specific line of credit for this during this covid uh, situation anyone that the deferrals may be a good starting point for but still need some cash flow injection and really this is meant for people that have been directly impacted from covid so i mean if if you've seen your supply chain interrupted you can see the end light at the end of the tunnel of my cash flow is going to return i'm going to have some surplus cash flow available then the line of credit will kind of see you through that working capital hump and right. uh, give you that little injection that you need. Then it is meant to be repaid after a two-year time frame. And that's why it's really meant that if you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know you're going to have some cash flow coming in at the end of that. Then you have the means to pay back that line of credit as a short-term fix on things. Right. It becomes sort of a bridge financing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. The longer term approach is the term loan that we had. And it was kind of our phase two that we rolled out. Again, it's meant for working capital injections. It's still meant for people that can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. However, it might be that light isn't, you know, I'm not going to have all that capital available to pay that line of credit back right away. So instead, we can do a term loan, amortize it over a 10-year period, and you can start making your payments back over a period of time so that you're not trying to play catch up the whole time with a big lump sum that you got to make at a two-year time frame mark. And the application process for these different programs Michael, is there any sort of expedited process in place? Expedited existing customers, we because we already have some of their financial information, so we can speed up that process a little as long as it's been as long as it's still valid within two years. We can definitely roll that out quicker and, and need minimal updating from our existing customers. New customers, unfortunately, because we don't have any of their financial data, we still need some of that information. So it's not as quick as maybe an existing customer, but we do have streamlined processes where you can apply online our customer service center will then you know forward on the application if they need to to a local office and we can try and speed things up that way rather than trying to track someone down by phone so the online process and we've had quite a bit of take up on it seems to have uh, worked out fairly well for us okay so 
easy application process for existing FCC customers, but also available to people that aren't banking with FCC right now. Yeah, the line of credit and the term loan are available to anybody. So it doesn't just have to be an FCC customer that could utilize that program. Okay, very good. There was some like government programs announced last week. I don't think maybe they were what everybody was hoping for, but it's also good that you know there's some programs available through FCC as well. And that's not to say that people aren't won't be talking to the other banks about what, sure. uh, what is available. Yeah, and I know the other FIs are also trying to roll out programs to help out their producers as well too. So I think it's great as a collective whole where you know everyone's looking to try and do something to to help out the industry if it's needed. Yeah, and what are you hearing from farmers, Michael? I guess the the mood obviously there's uncertainty. What are the kind of things that they're saying to you? Yeah, I think there is some. There's a varying degree, I would say, of uh, of thoughts out there. We do have some people who are looking just to kind of delay some projects for sure, in the hopes of delaying some, you know potential impacts to their cash flow and just kind of see how things go before they make the big next investment on their operation. We do have some producers that are kind of business as usual at this point, haven't been too impacted and seem to be moving forward fairly well. It's maybe too soon to tell as a whole as an industry if these, again, if the supply chain keeps having some impacts down the road. But at this point, I'd say overall, the mood is is pretty good. But for sure, there's people with concerns out there. And industry specific i think we see it more and more that each industry is being impacted to some degree with with the interruptions of the supply chain yep and if it's like anything else in agriculture we will get one problem solved and then we'll move on to the next one that does seem to be the way it rolls (laughs) farmers are eternal optimists which is good which is good yes it is yeah well michael thanks thanks for taking some time i hopefully this is information that farmers find useful what is the one thing when this emergency situation is is over and and the restrictions start being loosened up a bit what's the thing that you're most looking forward to getting back to normal i i will speak for myself and hopefully some of our relationship managers as well i think what we're most looking forward to is really being able to get back out in front of the farmer face to face and just have a great conversation out at the farm being able to tour their operation and see what they have going on and you always see some new technologies when you get to tour some new builds and things like that and Coming from a farm background, that's really what I miss as well, too, is being able to get out there and uh, yeah, face-to-face with people. Yeah, for sure. Agriculture is very much a relationship business, and having boots on the ground and, and being out on farm is definitely something that, that I miss, too. Yeah, maybe we'll forgo the handshake going forward. We'll have to see how uh, <laughs> it all uh, plays out. So, <laughs> Very good. Thanks again, Michael. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully people find this useful and if there's somebody that needs some more information on some of the programs how would they best get in touch with someone at fcc if you go to our website www.fcc.ca there's usually 1-800 number there that takes you right to a customer service center that can get you close to your local office if you you know if you're not sure who you need to deal with anyone that deals with farm credit just call your local representative or your local office and we can definitely get you in touch with who you need to and frankly, you can either email us as well, too, at our, from our FCC website, and we're pretty quick at responding to people and uh, getting someone in touch to, uh, to see what the request is. Very good. Thanks again, and thank you to our listeners. And as always, if you want to get in touch with someone at Wallenstein Feeds, you can call our office or speak to your sales rep. Mm-hmm.